You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. If you were part of our 21 days of prayer, there was a verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, and that was really the the guide through our 21 days of prayer. And that's going to be our our theme verse for today. And here's what it says. It'll be up on the screen. Uh, Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Three. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Hey, let's pray one more time and we'll jump into the message. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come here and to to gather as a community and to worship you. Father, I pray that within the next remaining moments that we have together, that you, Holy Spirit, would be all that people hear. You know what people need. You know what they're going through. There's no way I can clearly articulate every need, but I don't have to because that's what you do, Holy Spirit. And so we thank you for that. God, I pray that this, that what you speak to us, uh, that it would challenge us, it would change us. God, that when we leave here this morning, God, that we would be different, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said amen. Amen, amen. Um, Okay, so here's a little personal question. You don't have to answer it. Not many people will answer this. Um, As a parent, have you ever, when your kid received money on their birthday or Christmas, have you ever maybe pocketed a little bit of it? Show of hands. No one, no one. Oh, this is going to be an awkward illustration right now then. Um, so my, my kids, they, um, they, they get my, my, my grandma, so my grandma, not their grandma, my grandma, my grandma sends them money on their birthday, on Christmas, and it's not like a measly $20. Like, she's sending them like hundreds of dollars in the mail, okay? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Not their grandma. My grandma. She doesn't send me anything. That's not even, that's not even about this. So I'm just, this is therapy for me, clearly. Um, and, and, and so my grandma sends them, them money. When we go visit them, my grandma gives them money for visiting. Like she's paying them to visit, right? Like, like the kids don't understand that, but like, I, like she's paying them to visit. So, um, so, so my grandma is like always giving them money. And when she gives them the money, she, like, the, the goal, my, like, my wife was like, all right, babe, let's take this money that your grandma, I'm just emphasizing, like, like, they're really nothing to her. They're my grandma. That's not even about the illustration, though. But, but um, my grandma, my, my, my wife is like, hey, babe, we should take this money, and we should put it, we should put it in their bank account. That's what wise parents would do. Because, like, in a bank account, it lasts, it, like, it, it could invest, or it can, um, increase and, and and so like my wife was like we should put it in their bank account i'm like we should get sushi <laughs> right like <laughs> like it makes more sense to me that way it's, it's like 
But here's the deal, like when, when, when I, when, if I go and spend it on sushi, which sometimes like I'll, I'll do that, I'll do that. My kid's like, why did you, why did you spend more money? I'm like, they're angry. They're angry. Why did you spend my money? I'm like, I'm angry. I'm like, why do you not pay rent? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why, why do I have to pay for you to eat? Shut up, right? Like, <laughs> like I don't tell my kids to shut up. I'm just joking. But, but like, they, so, so there was one time my grandma, we went visit them. My grandma gave them each $60 for visiting them, my grandma. And, um, and so, like, what I, I'm always like, hey, kids, give me, let me hold it for you because you're going to lose it. And I genuinely, like, it's great intentions at the beginning. It's like, it's like oh, let me hold it. So I hold it, right? And, and they forget. My kids are still young enough where they forget that grandma gave them money. And so, like, every, like, every now and again when I'm on my way to church and I pass by, like, this place called Paradise Sushi, I'm like, man, I wish I had a couple extra bucks to, like, oh, I do. <laughs> and... And, and so I, I spend it, and then um, my wife is like, why did you buy sushi? Like, that's a horrible, food is a horrible investment. I was like, not in the moment. Like, in the moment, it was beautiful. I loved it. But she has a point, right? Like, it makes more sense for me to invest their money in a bank account than sushi, right? Because as soon as I buy that food, it's gone instantly. But if, if I can place their money in, 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 in the, their bank accounts, like, it's it just better because it, it lasts longer. And uh, here's why I'm, I'm saying this is because if we're honest, there are things in life that we invest our emotions and our time into that really don't last forever. Right, like there are things in life that we invest into that culture is like, hey, invest into these things, and um, and it increases your value, right? Like they're like relationships. Hey, you are not complete until you find someone, and so like, okay, I'll find someone. Or or like, hey, the the more money, the 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 greater wealth that you have. The better influence, the better, the more successful you are. And so we drive after those things. Now, I do want to say those things in, it, in them of itself are not bad, right? Like, I'm happily married. I love my wife. I'm glad I have a relationship, right? Like, I'm glad that I'm able to get money from my grandma, right? And, and like, I'm happy, like, these things inherently are not bad. But here's the deal. These things, they don't last forever. So we're spending all of our time, all of our energy focusing on these things that will not last. Okay, because some of you guys are looking at me like, I don't know what he's talking about. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus actually addressed this in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 19. He says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal. So Jesus, notice this, he's acknowledging that treasures are a thing. Jesus is acknowledging that while you're here on earth, there are things that, that, we, that we enjoy. So this is not a don't enjoy anything message, okay? That's not what this is. Jesus is like, hey, 
like there's things called treasures, relationships, people, friendships, your job, like home. Like there's treasures here, but he's saying like don't store them up. Like don't make them the only thing that you're focused on. Like don't spend all of your energy trying to accumulate these things. He goes on to say this, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. So he's like, there's things like don't don't focus so much on earthly things. But he's like, hey, just FYI, guys, this is Jesus. He's like, FYI, there are things in life that benefit you not just here, but on the other side of eternity as well. And so he's like, make sure that you and I, make sure that we're focused on the right things. He goes on to say this, and I love this. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So your focus reveals your priorities. Your focus reveals your priorities. We actually see this in the the verse that we read at the very beginning, 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, it's this letter that the Apostle Paul, he's writing to a church that's located in Corinth. Now, a little bit about, about Corinth, because this is, this is actually very beneficial to the, the text, is that Corinth, at one point, was one of the richest cities in Greece. It, it was one of the places in Greece that had the best ports, not drinking ports, like water ports. <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, Corinth, right? Like, like. It, it, was, it was one of, like, the central trade hubs, like, in like it was the place to be. In fact, uh, Corinth at one point was even greater than the city of Athens. And so, so the people in Corinth, they, they were very focused around wealth and status. Like, that, they, they, they loved that. They, 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 they focused on, like, accumulating wealth and accumulating uh, just like their status of, of where they are in society. And what the Apostle Paul is seeing is that this mindset, this culture mindset, it was, it was leaking into the church. And so the Apostle Paul, he begins to write in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, or excuse me, and so it crept into the church, and in context, it, it began to look like in the form of spiritual gifts. So, so the church, because they're all about wealth, status, like it crept into the church, that mindset. And, and so all of a sudden, the people in the church, they were all about like spiritual gifts. They were like, hey, guys, I, I pray in tongues way faster than you do. Mm-hmm. Like, Is that Jim? I heard he does like 110 words per minute praying in the spirit. Like, guys, I prophesy way more than you ever will prophesy. Is that Kim? I heard she's the best prophesier in the world. And, and, and they begin so focused on spiritual gifts. They, they, they begin to, to, to be, um, they, they, they begin to find their value, their worth. And these spiritual gifts. And Paul, when he's writing uh, to 1 Corinthians, to the church in Corinthians in, 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 in chapter 13, he's letting them know, like, hey, these spiritual gifts, 
They're good. They're necessary. There's a place for them. But at the end of the day, these things will fade away. Can you even say that? Yeah. Read it. First Corinthians chapter 13. He's like, when we prophesy, when, when we pray in other languages, he's like, those like we're only able to say partial things. He said, but there's a time when completeness, Jesus, when he comes, and these things will not be needed anymore because the completeness, the fullness of Jesus will reveal all things. And so, so, so here is, is the Apostle Paul. He's like, man, guys, don't miss this. Like, put, like invest in the right things. And that's where he leads us into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he's like, he's like, but here are three things that do remain forever. Here are three things that you should invest in. Here are three things that will benefit you now and forever. And so that's what I want us to do for our next remaining time together. You may get out early. <laughs> but here are three things. And the first one is this, is faith. Faith. So if I can use one word to encompass the totality of faith, it's this word, trust, trust, right? When I put my faith or when you put your faith sitting down in that chair, you had faith in that chair. Like you, what in the world? Oh, that was the AC, I think. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready, Jesus, right? Like anyone else, like I'm ready. I'm ready to go home. Um, and, uh, and, and so like whenever you have faith to sit in that chair, like, you're putting your trust that that chair won't collapse, right? So when I put my faith in Jesus, I'm putting my trust in Jesus that what he did on the cross is enough for everything that I've ever done, everything that I will do. Like I'm putting my faith, my trust in Jesus. We actually see this take place in Matthew chapter 14. It's this very familiar story. Uh, the disciples, they're on this boat. They're, they're hanging out. Jesus is like on the shore and they're in this boat. The disciples are in this boat and all of a sudden like the winds come, the waves start crashing and uh, the disciples are freaking out. Jesus sees these, what's going on on the water and in the midst of the storm, like he begins to walk, scripture says he begins to walk on the water towards the boat. And uh, Jesus, as he's walking on the water, he's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This one guy, Peter, he's like, he's like, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to walk out on water. Tell me, tell me to step out on water. And Jesus is like, come on. And, and, and so when Jesus tells, tells um, Peter to come on, this, see, this is great. This is faith. Peter hears, and then he steps out onto the water. Now, here's the deal. As soon as Peter stepped out onto the water, he displayed faith. Thank you, Janice. He, he, he displayed faith. The moment that he stepped out onto the water, he, he, 
he not just heard, but he actually trusted what Jesus said, and he stepped out. And so Peter, he's walking on water. He's, his faith is in Jesus. He's like, I'm coming to you. And then all of a sudden, his faith moves from Jesus to, to, the, to the waves. And he begins to sink. And he's, a, he's beginning to drown. And Jesus, Scripture says that Jesus comes and he helps Peter up. He pulls Peter up. And he says this to Peter. And this is very interesting. He says, Peter, oh ye of little faith. This is huge because Peter, Jesus is acknowledging, hey, Peter, you stepped out in faith, so you had faith. High five, Peter. You, you had faith. Great job. I'm glad you had faith. He said, but all of a sudden, your faith went to here to here. He said, oh, Peter, ye of little faith, which tells me that faith has more to do with what I display rather than what I say. Listen, our faith has more to do, less to do with what we say, but more to do with what we display. James says it. He says, faith without works is alive and kicking. No, dead. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Listen, in our journey, in our faith journey with Jesus, as we put our trust in Jesus, it's more than coming here on a Sunday morning and, and praying a prayer. That's great. That's part of it. But there's way more to that. It's actually putting it on display. It's about me living it out. Peter could have been like, hey, I trust you, Jesus, and stayed in the boat. But he's like, I trust you so much that I'm actually stepping the Apostle Paul, three things last forever. Faith is the first one. Here's the second one, hope. Hope is the second one. So if faith is all about trust, then hope is all about expectations of what you expect. So faith is all about, if faith is all about me trusting, hope is all about me expecting. The author of Hebrews says it best, Hebrews chapter 6, so God has given both his promise and his oath. Oh, man, I love this. This probably can be a series right here. He said, these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Verse 19. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. So I want you to get this. The author of Hebrews says that hope is like an anchor. Hope is like an anchor. Hope is like an anchor. And that's very important because when poop hits the fan, when things go wrong, when hell breaks loose in my life, here's what I've noticed about human tendency, is that we flow with the current. So if the current's flowing downstream, guess what? My emotions, my perspective, my mentality, it's going downstream too. 
Why? Because I flow to the currents of life. And, and, and um, the author of Hebrews is like, no, like hope is an anchor. So I need to have hope in something, in someone, so that I'm planted when the currents of life start going downhill. I may drift a little bit, but I can only go so far. Because there's an anchor that's planting me strong in expectation of what God said. An expectation of what God desired for me. And here's, here's something that I think we can all relate to is that not all anchors are, related, are created equally. See, some of us in here, you, you, you may have put a relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend as your anchor. It's great. They could be your hope. They can be your, my rock. But here's the deal. They're a person. So as soon as that person leaves, well, your anchor just moved too. Some of you, you, you may have used your, your occupation, your career as your anchor. But the moment that you were let go, oh my gosh, there goes your anchor. Come on. I, we need to find an anchor. We need to put our hope in an anchor that is unshakable, unmovable, that, that, that I could stand firm and stand, stand when, when, when the currents come, I could stand still. See, just like Peter, Peter, he was walking out his faith. Just like Peter, as we walk our faith journey out, there are going to be times when we drown, where we feel like we're drowning. There are going to be times when it feels like I am sinking, that there is nothing that I can do. And in those moments, I have to make sure that my anchor is in the right place. I got to make sure that, 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 that my hope is in the right place. Because my hope reminds me of my expectation of what God said. His oath and his promise. It doesn't return void. He said, and so my hope, when I'm going through it, I need hope to remind me about what I'm expecting. I need hope to remind me that I'm not going to drown. I need hope to remind me that I'm steadfast in, in, in God's plan and that he's drawn me close. Like, I may not understand why cancer is in my body, but God, you, I'm expecting what you said. God, you are my hope. You are my anchor. I'm standing firm. God, I don't understand why these things in this world are happening. I don't understand why earthquakes in Hades happen. I don't understand why COVID is happening. God, I'm so scared, but, but my expectation is in you. My hope is in you. You are my anchor. God, I don't understand why when I was younger I was abused. I don't understand, God, why this person left me. God, but my expectation is you. My hope is you. My anchor is you. Come on, we got to have our faith planted in the right thing. Our anchor. Who is your anchor? See, if trust, if faith is my trust, anchor is, is what I expect. Anchor is my hope. It's what keeps me firmly planted. So the Apostle Paul, he said, uh, he said, there's three things that last forever. There's faith, there's hope, and then he says this, there's love. Now, uh, number one and number two 
um, th- those, are, those are for us, right? And we could have the keys come up. And, uh, the, the first two, faith and hope, I believe happen so that you and I can reach this third one. Like, like faith and hope. Like I put my trust in Jesus. I put my hope in Jesus so that I can demonstrate number three, which is love. The Apostle Paul said, three things last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is your faith. No, he didn't say that. The greatest of these is your hope. No, he said the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Like, I'm, I'm experiencing Jesus. I'm putting my trust in Jesus. I'm putting my hope in Jesus so that I can learn to love like Jesus. Listen, if Christianity is just about you, so you can come and sing kumbaya and get goosebumps and enjoy a great message. (laughs) No? Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, listen, if Christianity is just about you, you've missed it. Like, you miss it. It's far, like, Christianity is more than just for me. Like, it's part of it. Like, at one point, like, it was to reach me and to grab me and to draw me in. But if I just stay put, I've missed it. Faith and hope is to drive me to love like Jesus. To, to love like Jesus. You know, honestly, that's why some of my greatest heroes, and I, I know this may sound cheesy, but like some of my greatest heroes are those people that serve on the dream team. Because they get it. Like they get it. Like they can be here. Just, they, they, they can sleep in on a Sunday. They can come when worship's halfway over they wanted to but they get it they understand like man what I'm doing here is greater than myself like some of my greatest heroes are those that that give uh, through through their tithe and offering like that they, they get it they're, they're, they're sowing, like they understand that like what I have is not my own I'm here like I'm investing I'm I, I'm in I'm I, like I've encountered the faith of Jesus. I've encountered the hope of Jesus. And it's propelling me to love like Jesus. Not with just what I say, but with what I do. Love. Love. Some of my greatest heroes are the people that that know how to invite. That, that know like, hey, I, this person, when I invite them to church, they could say no. Who hates reject? I hate being rejected. I'm always like, they're going to say no. And I actually tell them no before I even get a chance to, right? Like, you probably don't want to come, but if you did, 
Some of my greatest heroes are those people that are like, hey, come to church. Now, and I understand church is more than a building, but there is something about community. There is something about coming together. There is something about rallying around hope, about who Jesus is. Guys, at the end of the day, it's about love. It's about loving people. It, it, it's, about, it's about loving people. And I love this last verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 3. This is the Apostle Paul. This is what he writes before he gets to, and these three things remain. He says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noising gong or a clashing cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I give everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have nothing. I would have gained nothing. Which kind of says that you can help people out and still not be loving them. Guys, could we be a church has faith, that is hope, that compels us to love. Like what, what would happen? What would that look like if churches, not just discovery, but churches, they, they created environments where people were able to experience the faith of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, and encounter the love of Jesus. I think we can change the city. I think we can change the county. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.